This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome to the show, to the program, to the way of life. We call it Brother from Another. Everybody's welcome. Thank you for tuning in on Peacock TV. If you're listening on the radio, as I always say, we're, count them, 35 spots down from the Groove, Sirius XM Channel 85. Shout out Groove, too. Don't listen, to, don't listen right now, but three and four us. Then after that, check out the Groove. And wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you consume your podcast, you can find us there. Twitter, YouTube, just keep that thing going. Brother from another, we're going to have a lot of fun today. Talk to a lot of people in just 60 minutes. We'll check in with Kurt Heelan. We'll check in with uh, Karan J. Phillips. Uh, we will, I don't know if we have Natalie. Natalie may stop in because there's some Warriors news. And anytime there's Warriors news, Natalie really is on it. We'll, ch- we'll, we'll check in with her. And also, Shalise Mann's a young, one of the best writers in the country from Yahoo. And I'll just say, I'll start off this way. Uh, and oh, of course, how did I forget? How did I forget? It's Friday. So we also have yet another edition of My Bets, Your Money. And not that I'm keeping score nor bragging, but I just want to point out that I have a 10 and 5 record this season. That means I've made you some money. It's just up to you. Have you wagered a lot? Have you been conservative? Oh, I'll just put five, ten dollars at it. Or have you said, my boy Michael's got me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little aggressive here. So my bets, your money is coming up. Ten and five really should have been eleven and four. I did something really stupid last week. I should have known better. I should have flipped and known better. I thought that the Los Angeles Rams were over their issues. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, they lost six straight regular season games, but they won the NFC championship game. So, okay, they scaled the mountain. There it is. They conquered the hill. Any kind of cliche you want to Sisyphus finally knocks the rock out of the way and says, yes, I made it. But no, they lost again. Seven straight losses. I believed too much uh, in, in the uh, in the Rams and I should have believed in the 49ers. So I should be 11 and four, but I'm 10 and five. All right, let's start here. Before the show, I'm going to tell you what I did. Just in full transparency, I'd say I like to eat. Uh, it's a wonder that I'm not 35, 45, 50 pounds over, overweight. I'm in that space where, you know, I can always drop five or 10, always. You know, I can always do that, but all right, it's cool. But before the show, love to eat. Went to my, uh, one of my Dominican spots in Boston, and I see a guy. He said, hey, Michael. I want to talk to you about, and I instinctively said, Eme. You want to talk about Eme, right? Celtics fan. He said, oh, no, no. We know what happened there, right? I'm like, okay, you've got some news I don't have. I said, yeah, yeah, you're right, right. You don't want to talk about that. What do you want to talk about? He goes, Draymond. You want to talk about Draymond? He said, do you think the Warriors are going to release Draymond or trade him or something like that? And you know what I did? You know what I said? I instinctively went into warriors mode, which is I made excuses. I could hear myself making excuses 
for Draymond Green. And I started my whole little spiel. Draymond Green, if you missed it, got into a fight with Jordan Poole at practice. And by fight, I'm going to say he halfway sucker punched him. Okay. Uh, Jordan Poole pushed Draymond Green after they were trash talking. He pushed Draymond and Draymond just went off on him and punched him, knocked him up against the wall. He really did knock him against the wall, knocked him off his feet. Uh, we don't have permission right now to show the video, but take my word for it. He knocked him off his feet. So I'm instinctively going into Draymond defense mode. Well, you know, he's the heart and soul of the team. He's the conscience of the Warriors. He may not score, but he's an important player. And my man, give him credit. His name's Lee. I remember he asked his name. He said, Lee, Lee said, so you're saying he's a great player. And I said, no. He's not a great player. Um, so you're saying the the Warriors wouldn't have won the championship last year against my Celtics. They wouldn't have won the championship without Draymond. I said, ah, ooh, no, I'm not saying that. And, and what I'm getting at and what Lee helped me get at, arrive at, is that I know the Warriors are not going to move on from Draymond, but Draymond, you know, it, it, like when you, get, you put some money in that parking meter, you put an hour in, and it's down to like the last three or four minutes and you better hustle to get back to your car because you may have some angry meter maid who's just waiting to give you a ticket. Draymond, the clock is on three or four, three or four minutes left. You got three or four minutes left because the excuses that were made for Draymond and the disruption that Draymond was to this great Warriors team, this great Warriors dynasty, I don't think it's going to be tolerated as much as it was because his game has slipped. I saw him in the NBA Finals. He was fine. He was fine. He got credit for things that he didn't deserve. But if 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 the Warriors didn't have Draymond in the NBA Finals, can you Warriors people, can you tell me, can you tell me with a straight face that the team wouldn't have won the championship without Draymond Green? Maybe they would have, maybe it would have been Warriors in seven. Hell, maybe it would have been Warriors in five because a couple of times, he was out there as a negative force. He brought more negativity to the court than he did positivity. I really don't like what he did here. And this is not, I don't want to dismiss this as an ordinary teammate fight. No, no, it wasn't that. Jordan Poole was talking his trash. He was talking his. And Draymond was talking his. But it appeared to me, and maybe we can find out when Draymond, the reporter, tells us, the information because I don't know if you know this Draymond when you're a reporter we expect you to tell us stories about things that people care about not just the stuff that you want to talk about no 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 that's not how journalism works this is what journalism is if it's unusual if it's newsworthy we expect our reporters and our commentators to weigh in so we're still waiting for you to check in bruh anyway uh, Draymond was talking his trash Jordan Poole's talking his trash I wasn't there but I did see the video where Poole seemed to be looking straight ahead as in, okay, let's just move on and play ball. Draymond walks over. He's talking some more stuff to Poole. Poole pushes him away, not thinking that it was going down like that with a teammate. Because I hear y'all right now. Well, hey, man, on the street. this No, it's not, we're not talking about the street. We're not talking about a street fight. We're talking about a fight between teammates. Poole pushed him away, pushed him away, and Draymond slugged him. I'm just going to tell you, Warriors, Bob Myers, 
Uh, you've been a general manager. You've been a championship general manager. I have not. Uh, you've got uh, championship teams you've constructed. I have not constructed championship teams. Uh, you don't need me to tell me how to do your business. But at some point, with the game slipping and the incidents and the incidents still at a high level, you got to wonder, okay, what, what are we doing here? Now, Draymond ran off Kevin Durant, and you won a championship without Kevin Durant. Guess who, guess who else you can win a championship without? I mean, if you can win a championship without the great Kevin Durant, a top three player in the NBA, I think you can win a championship without Draymond Green. And Draymond, work on those reporting chops. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Draymond Green podcast to tell us what happened with, ooh, I don't know who's involved. Who was one of the principals? Draymond Green. The name of the podcast, your news, you're the news. So why don't you tell us what happened? Anyway, I just wanted to uh, start off there and make fun of, of Draymond on the reporting part. The reporting part, yeah, that's a little personal. That's personal. I'll admit that. Anyway, this is personal too. I always enjoy my conversations uh, with this terrific writer. It is Shalise Manza Young from Yahoo. And Shalise, I just, yeah, I had to put the journal, you know, you're a journalism instructor. I had to put that in there because some some athletes think, okay, I'll just be a media person too. What they do is not that easy, uh, or not that difficult. It's easy. I'll do that too. So, if you're gonna be a journalist, isn't this a t- Shalice, Isn't this the time for jur- uh, journalist, media member, Draymond Green yeah. to weigh in? He has to weigh in. Yes, if you wanted, you want the shine. During the good times, you need to speak up and, and be honest during the bad times as well. That's that's what we do. Like you said, journalists, a true journalist, a true media member should be trying to get to the bottom of things. Uh, Draymond obviously is one of the two people involved in what happened and, and what looks like really the aggressor. You got to speak up. Can't hide from it. Don't hide from it. Uh, it you certainly have not hidden from some of the big stories uh, that we've been talking about lately in the last couple of weeks. And here's a story. I know a lot of people tried to link them. I didn't think the stories were linked. They just happened to come out at the same time. It, it went something like this. The logic was, well, if you're talking about Ime Adoka, but you're not talking about Brett Favre, you're doing something wrong. Like, okay, fine. They're, they're two different stories. But I do agree. We should be talking about, about Brett Favre. You've written about Brett Favre. And I just feel like, Shalise, the more I hear about Favre, the more I think, okay, what was he thinking? What were they thinking? And what more is to come? Uh, you know, tell us about, you know, you just give us your assessment of what has happened and what's happening with Brett Favre. So what's happening is we are learning more and more about what exactly he knew. Um, hopefully your viewers know at this point that Brett Favre um, allegedly received close to $8 million in federal welfare money that was intended for the neediest people in Mississippi. Uh, If you don't already know, Mississippi is already the poorest state in the country in terms of percentage of um, citizens, residents who are black. They have the highest percentage in the country. And of course, because America is America, there are more poor black people than poor white people in Mississippi. So this is federal funding um, that went to a woman named Nancy New, and she sort of just use it as a piggy bank for some of the most famous athletes in Mississippi and other people. Brett Favre got the most money. He seemed to be the greediest. 
Um, he's not the only one. Uh, you and I, Michael, are around the same age. So if you remember the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase of wrestling fame, he's involved in this right. too. He and his sons got some money. Um, but Favre, the thing that really frustrates me, and I do, I, I'm with you, you know, saying that Ime and Favre, they're two different type of stories. They're very interesting for different reasons. The Ime story, obviously, because of Mia Long, there's a Hollywood tie-in. It's sexy and, and sort of titillating. And this Brett Favre thing, it's really just enraging. Um, if you're paying attention, uh, I was fortunate enough to speak with uh, a man earlier this week who works with low income um, to try to save you know, single mothers and low-income people and, and make sure that the low, the children of Mississippi who come from low-income backgrounds, he said, and this is, this is heartbreaking, this number will stick with me for a very long time, a child born in the Mississippi Delta region of the state of Mississippi has basically a 0% chance of ever earning more money than their parents do. And these are the type what? of people, yes. Wow. Yes. What a stat. Uh, we're talking about the, the TANF funds, the TANF funds, the state of Mississippi because of misogyny, because of racism, they put so many hoops on this money. It's federal money. It's meant for people who are in, you know, they're in between jobs. They need childcare so that they can go, you know, to job interviews and things like that. They might need rental assistance. It's $260 a month for a family of three. This is the amount of money that we're talking about. They have to jump through an insane number of hoops to the point where those people who actually can, it's 222 adults in the state of Alabama who receive currently that $260 a month. There are over 350,000 adults in Mississippi who are below the poverty line. You know, many of them single mothers who are working 40 hours a week, more than 40 hours a week, and are still below the poverty line. And, and the problem obviously is much bigger than Brett Favre. It's systemic. It's a decades long thing in Mississippi of neglect, of you know the welfare queen trope that we've heard of since the 1980s that you know women, especially yeah. black women, are just having babies after babies and all they wanna do is sit around in their, in their apartment and kick their feet up and collect welfare checks. And that's not at all the case. It's never been the case. Um, it's just such a big sprawling story. And it's really, if you know anything about almost the history of this country, it, it kind of is emblematic of it. You know, the rich people always find a way. Why am I going to spend my money if I can spend yours, especially if it's taken from yeah. the least among us? No, it's really amazing. And I think, uh, you know, before we move on and, and I'll ask you uh, about something else in football, you know, this is another journalism lesson, really, in that. You know, if you've ever interviewed Brett Favre, he's really charming. Uh, I had the pleasure of uh, interviewing him, you know, years ago. And he's a, I've seen him just kind of take over a room. He's captivating. It was the, the Southern drawl. It was the, the relatability. It's just the way he carried himself and the talent at the time. Now, this is years ago when he was still with the Packers and, and winning, winning multiple MVPs. He, he had this way of just kind of disarming you. And, and mm -hmm. Shalise, keep in mind that at the time he was in scandal with, with uh, being addicted to painkillers. And that was covered in such a way that, that the coverage didn't match the severity and the gravity of what he was going through. It was like he became a sympathetic figure there. So he has always had that. And I think the, the journalism takeaway is just because you like somebody, 
just because they they're they're kind in an interview setting. Don't take that to mean that this is who they are that you somehow know the real person you are getting a snapshot. You're getting a glimpse and, and, and most often Shalise, it's the glimpse that they want to give us, but it's not necessarily uh, uh, an accurate an accurate picture with no filters to bring it back to right. Instagram. No, I said it's it's 100% true. I've said it to my students in the past is that you always when you become a beat reporter, especially you spend so much time around these athletes in particular that you know, you feel like you know them and you always have to remind yourself that you know of these athletes what they want you to know. And for me personally, no situation brought that home more than the Aaron Hernandez situation. I was still a Patriots beat writer when that all happened. And and I didn't love Aaron Hernandez. He wasn't really a warm and fuzzy, um, charismatic guy. But, you know, to find out that this guy behind the scenes uh, is potentially killed three people and attempted murder on a fourth. It really brought home that you don't know, you know, these athletes except for what they want you to know. And and it just, it's something that we all have to remember. I mean, Favre in particular, there's now a whole dossier on what kind of a bad guy he is. You know, what he did to Jen Sturger with the New York Jets, she did absolutely yep. nothing wrong in that situation. And she was the one who lost her career you know, as a, as a potential broadcaster. There were two massage therapists that Favre settled with through the Jets that he did similar, you know, sending them suggestive and lewd text messages. Where have we heard that before uh, in recent months? So yeah, that's there's right. a long, that's right. yeah, there's a long line of things with Brett Favre, and this is just the latest. Um, and it looks like he might not skate on this one, potentially. You know, he has not been charged with anything yet. As with my journalist hat on, I do have to say that he has not been charged with anything. Allegedly, he's made in a, in a lawsuit, right? But he's not facing any any charges yeah. yet. So the whole thing, it, like I said, the the thing with Favre, and like you said, it's a great point, and I'm sure you tell your students as well. Is you take what they say, and and some guys are nice, and there are guys that I covered with the Patriots that you know I feel like they probably really are the guys that that I believe them to be. You know, Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, Ty Warren, Richard Seymour seemed like great guys. I think they are great guys, but at the same time, I could never just you can't just walk around presuming that forever. You know, because that's right. Things went on a, on a dime. You know, you can find out one thing that we we don't know. Let's talk about something on the field before we let you go. And I'm sorry we couldn't end on a, on a higher note because you're thinking, hey, we're going from a serious topic to sports and, and it, it should be fun. Except we saw that game last night. And that's a downer. Wow. I mean, what a boring <laughs> game. Just awful. It was the Colts and Broncos. And Ryan Harris told us yesterday, he said, hey, expect an ugly game. And he gave it too much credit. He said there would be 31 total points. His prediction was 17 to 14. We didn't even get to 31 points uh, in that mm. game. It was mm-hmm. a mess. But the, the big thing that stands out to me is I'm looking at Russell Wilson I'm like, okay, all right, you've been watching football for a long time. Don't believe it. Don't believe what your eyes are telling you. Don't, don't listen to that message going to your brain that Russell Wilson's not the same elite quarterback anymore, but it was hard. It was hard to quiet those voices. What did you see and what did you think? after what you saw last night. Yeah, it's been it's been a slog for Russell Wilson. It really has and it was easy to think that, you know, the the thing was he forced his way out of Seattle, but 
maybe Seattle knew something that we didn't. You know, you know Bill Belichick even better than I do, and, and his firm belief is it's better to let somebody go a year too early than a year too late. And it looks like Pete Carroll was definitely of the same mind in this situation, that he knew from seeing Russell Wilson in practice every day that something wasn't right. And maybe it's Russ, maybe it's the new surroundings, maybe Nathaniel Hackett isn't ready to be a head coach yet. You know, I know you guys have talked a lot about Nathaniel Hackett and whether or not he's ready. Hmm. Those things could all be playing into it. You know, it's my colleague, Dan Wetzel. <laughs> I think the, I think the headline of his current column is, is Russell Wilson really this bad? Um, because it <laughs> would be pretty stunning that it feel it feels like he just fell off a cliff. You know, he was, he was rocky last year, but compared it to this year, it seemed like there is a real stark difference in, in the guy that we saw just a few years ago and the talent and the ability to, to do make something out of nothing so many times. And he, he's washed. <laughs> he just seems like he's washed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's funny. We got this headline up here from Mark Kisler and the subhead trips me out. It says Broncos country knows bad coaching. Uh, Hackett makes Vance Joseph and Vic Fangio Oof. look good. Oof. Now those are, Oof. Oh, now those are fighting Oof. words. Those are fighting words yeah. in Denver <laughs> and Boulder, <laughs> Colorado Springs, the whole state. Is that, those, those are fighting words. You know what that means. That's rough. All right, well, Shalice, we always enjoy talking to you. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll check in with you soon, I hope. You bet, Michael. Take care. All right, Shalice Manza-Young, great columnist for Yahoo Sports. We got a lot more to talk about today, too. But that game, woo, bad. All right, Kurt Heelan. Uh, I started off the show today, Kurt, talking about Draymond Green and, and, and wondering, like, okay, when do the Warriors get to the point when they say, yeah, yeah, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, all the drama that you bring, uh, the drama doesn't necessarily match your game now. You're not the Draymond of five years ago. So why are we doing this? But they probably won't. They'll probably continue to make excuses for him. Even I make excuses for him instinctively. Just wonder what you think, uh, Kurt. Uh, wh- what did you think? First of all, welcome to the show. Good to see you again. <laughs> Good to see but, you, sir. What What did you think of this when you heard about this fight and the punch, and we saw the punch? Yeah, the, yeah it, I think the video in a lot of like a lot of things just having a video or audio like changes things it makes it a little more visceral and real that that video of, of the punch is hard to watch maybe not as hard to watch as the Broncos Colts game but still like really hard yes. to watch right. <laughs> um, and that's a really good question because the, there's a long line of Draymond stuff. I mean, going back to, I mean, well, before this, but there was obviously the, the Game 5 suspension after the kick at LeBron in 2016 that changed that series. Don't forget, he argued with Kevin Durant on the sidelines the year before KD left, and then they get on a podcast together and blame Kerr and Myers. Like, there's a, there's a litany of these things. thing is... We know how it goes in sports. Draymond performs on the court, on the court, man. Their defense is just better when he's out there. He is not peak Draymond. He's not 2015. He's not blocking shots like that. He's not at as athletic. But his 
mental game is still there. He is still in the right plot spots. I mean, well, sure. He's still he's still that guy, but the day is coming. He is not the same player he was, and without getting into a lot of detail, they are running up against it. If they they can't, basically, their ownership has said they can't extend Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green at the prices they want. They're going to have to make some choices. Jordan Poole is a gimme. In fact, that probably gets done in the next before this season starts because he's young. You're gonna the market is set for him. Thank you very much, Tyler Hero. Like the market's set for him, so you kind of know. Look, he's a bridge to the future along with Kuminga and Wiseman and Moody and everybody else. Like they got to keep him. But then it comes down to it. I don't know if Draymond Green is going to be there a whole lot longer. Are they going to keep Wiggins as a, right. a younger player that transfers, or is it? Are they going to see if they can lowball Green to keep him because, or let him test the market? Yeah, see, Kurt, I, I think I'm so glad you bring up that point. The point about those three guys, those, those three guys, Poole, yeah. Green, and Wiggins, because you know what that is? That is context for the story. And I was kind of, you know, yeah. um, I was giving Draymond a hard time off the top of the show, saying, "Hey, you want to be a reporter? Well, give us the scoop. You got to get, you got to do these real stories too." not just stories that you want to tell. And I think, you know, Draymond obviously is not going to do that, but non-journalists tend to do this in sports. So Bob Myers and Steve Kerr, very media savvy. Uh, they, they, yes. They're convincing. So they're trying to get out in front of it. Uh, this has nothing to do with money. Hey, Jordan yeah. Poole's attitude was great. That had nothing to do with, okay. So it has nothing to do with money. The attitude was great. Why, why do you think? Why do you think you have your your power forward going in there and just slugging a, a young a young player who, who gave you almost 19 points a game last year and was a really key player for your team? So uh, yeah, they, they don't really they don't do they're great but they don't do what we do right? No, no it, there was subtext there that, that between that and by the way that punch borders on a sucker punch. Like, I, we can debate oh, yeah. back and yes. forth whether it was or not, but... I agree. But, like, that's... 100%, Kurt. I mean, they were chest to chest, but he came at him. I mean, that escalation was rapid and kind of out of... Yep. Everybody's seen the pushing matches. This was, you know, another level of escalation. And the video gets into that. I expect the Warriors, like you said, you know what they're going to do? Hey, we'd seen the video. We know the only person in trouble for this, whoever leaked that video, that, that guy's gone. <laughs> they figure out well, who that is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Really? Okay. It, the person who leaked that video, I, I I don't know who it is, but maybe it suggests yeah. that they're a little tired, a little tired of the Draymond act. And hey, maybe he should get, it's not, because if we don't have that video, Kurt, you know what we're doing? Uh, and and I, heard, I heard my friend Stephen A. Smith doing this uh, yesterday. Uh, Stephen A. says, it's much ado about nothing. Yeah. Today, this stuff happens all the time. No, this stuff doesn't happen all the time. What we saw doesn't yeah. happen all the time. But before we saw it, we might be tempted to say something like that because, hey, it was a fight at practice. Two guys, two professional competitive athletes. Yeah. Of course, this, this is a little different. And maybe the person who leaked the video uh, wants the public to see that it wasn't just some equal fight between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I, part of it is, you know, look, TMZ got this, which means TMZ paid for it. So there, there's some somebody got a bag out of this for sure. Um, right. That said, <laughs> that said, what was wild was the reaction of 
other NBA players to this, and a bunch of them tweeted it out, but it's also been like just because their reaction wasn't, hey, there was a fight at practice, or hey, that was kind of over the top. It was, how'd that get out? Who let practice video out? Like you can't, they consider yeah. that kind of like, and you've, and you've been in locker rooms, like they consider it their yeah. sanctuary. They're not comfortable with other people in there. Practice is the same way. They don't want what happens in practice getting out. It's their space. And the fact this was leaked bothered them more, I think more than the actual punch and incident. So uh, when we get back to the games here, if you look at it, um, uh, we, we know the Warriors are going to be be there at the end uh, with or without Draymond. They'll be there at the end uh, in the conversation. Are, are you are you looking at the are you looking at the Clippers? And I see the Clippers are getting a lot of love. Do you yeah. put the Clippers on the same level as the Warriors or do you think the Warriors are there by themselves? Yeah, a week from today, I've got my tears coming out uh, east and west and don't hey, I am. Leaning- I don't want you to spoil it. Tease us. I, well, don't I'll, give it up. Don't I'll give it up. Yeah, I, well, I'll tease it. I'll tease a little of it. The Spurs don't land very high. The, <laughs> I'm, deb- I'm, I'm still kind of debating what to do with the Clippers. This, look, the Warriors are themselves. First off, Green being gone, possible offseason. This is all next offseason. That none of they are going to. It's YOLO, man. Even if they can't bring everybody back, they are going to make one more full run at this thing this year. While they've got a healthier clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry is still able to perform this way. We'll see in a couple of years, man. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I've got the Clippers. I'm not sure what to do with them. I think healthy. They are the, I will, I might even pick them to come out of the West, but you the bet is really obvious and simple, isn't it? Like this is a deep team. This is a versatile team. It is a very well coached team. They've got great defense, like up and down, everything simple. Is Kawhi Leonard healthy? Is Paul George healthy? If those two guys are healthy entering the playoffs, I think the Clippers are the best team in the West. I just, that's a hard commitment to make. Like, that's the question I've, it's not just me, like, that's the obvious question about them. Well, you you uh, you said it uh, in a joking way, but let's get back to it. You said you don't have the Spurs in there uh, in the top <laughs> tier. You don't have the Spurs there. You don't have the Jazz there. You also no. don't have the Oklahoma City Thunder there. And all of these teams are competing for another championship. And that is uh, <laughs> they want to be number one. They want to get the great Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, he is unbelievable. I, you know, you heard the hype, Kurt, but then to see him the last couple of games, I think a lot of NBA people, a lot of uh, basketball fans, casual fans, really were able to see what all the hype is about. And I think the hype is justified. What do you make of this yeah. kid? Yeah, I, look, I'm not a scout. And my reaction was, whoa, like seven, four, and like effortlessly hitting step back threes, running the pick and roll. Like he is the ball handler on a pick and roll. It's Durant-like, except he's taller. Like where he's like, I'll, I'll run the pick and roll. And if you go under it, I'll just bury you. He's hitting... I, he was blocking shots. He's like Gobert and that he's so not only tall, but I mean, he's got a 7-11 wingspan, apparently, uh, according to the measurements out there. Like that, that just alters shots, right? You think you've got your, you're driving the lane. You think you've got your angle and you can get around him and it goes away because he's just so long and can cover so much ground. So every scout I talk to, everybody I've ever talked to in the league that has seen him play, especially after this weekend, 
it's there. Like he is number one. There's yes, there are some concerns about health long term. I we all get that. You have to take him one. And by the way, Scoot Henderson looked really good. Scoot Henderson's yeah. going to be special, man. Right. And and he was he and was he was he was the opening. You and he's the opening act. Figured out, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Look, Scoot was I. I loathe these kind of player comparisons, but I've now had two scouts use the Derrick Rose comparison. And that's that's high praise. I mean, that's just such stupid high praise. Um, he could be there's at least two, and by the way, this chest is deeper than that. There's the Thompson twins and some other guys. The Thompson twins, not just an 80s band anymore. They are this is gonna be a really Thank you. I got that reference. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people did. I got it right there. Went right there. Thompson twins got it. I love it. So let me ask you this. Uh, LeBron thinks that there should be a team in Las Vegas. You spent time in Vegas. I have too. Can Vegas handle a basketball team? We already got football. You got hockey. They went to the Stanley Cup final in their first season. Yeah. Uh, so so throw a throw a basketball team in there. You really have a major league market in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, is Vegas ready? Is the NBA ready? NBA is very right. I mean, first off, the NBA is there all the time, right? But they're there every summer already for summer league, and that's turned into a production. It's it's a huge thing now. Uh, but beyond that, what the Knights have shown and and the Raiders, the Raiders draw from everywhere, they, Southern California and Oakland, but they still have this fan base out there. What the Knights though really showed was, yeah, we'll get behind it. You will fill this building. They have a beautiful. I don't know if you've been to the T-Mobile Center. It is a fantastic new building. Um, it is fully NBA ready. Uh, as soon as the NBA, they're not going to talk about expansion until they figure out the CBA uh, with the players and lock up long-term, you know, labor security, then work out a new TV deal. And Michael, it's because then that franchise is worth more, right? Like you, you could sell, you could expand now, but if you expand in two years, you are going to get 50% more because you've got labor security and a better television deal and streaming deal. So They'll do it in a couple of years is kind of the sense around the league. And, you know, by the end, my guess is Seattle and Vegas will have teams by the end of the decade, but it's not, it's not like two years away. It's a few years out. Yeah. And that's why I, the, the interesting thing, LeBron saying like to own a team in Vegas. Yeah. Like owning a team in Vegas, because by the time that that Vegas team gets there and the Seattle team gets there, I think not sure, Kurt, I think his career will be over. Are you comfortable saying his career will be over by that time? I'm half comfortable. I, again, I'm half convinced he's like a liquid metal terminator that's not human and can just play forever. But, but we'll see, man. I, he's he's obviously thinking about it, and uh, he's obviously got the connections. He's look, he's he's a billionaire, but there is probably a three billion dollar franchise fee, let alone all the other startup costs like it's going to be expensive to get in this to get in the club um but he knows the people who can do it he's going to be able to put together a team he and look he's he has surrounded himself with sm such smart businessmen he's not just saying this willy-nilly you know there have been discussions and and some level of groundwork laid for whatever that will be in a few years all right kurt healan always appreciate it I, I, last thing I'll, I'll leave you with like a little little nerdy uh, journalism thing. Do you think we'll find out who leaked that video? You think that story will come out? Who leaked Ooh. the practice video? If if, if it we was don't find a out? 
No, go ahead, go ahead. If, if we don't find out, it's interesting. If it's just a video coordinator or or a security guy who got a hold of security cord, you know, footage, then we'll find out because that person will be gone. If we don't find out, I think that's far more interesting, Michael. Yes, <laughs> I agree. That's why I asked. If we don't find out, ooh, ooh, Draymond, watch your back. Watch all of your conversations. Where, where was where, I, where was Bob Myers? <laughs> That's like on those shows, on all those uh, detective shows we watch them out. So first of all, before we get started, before we continue with this conversation, can you give an account of your whereabouts? I'd say between, say, 10 a.m. and, and, and 3 p.m. Just asking. I, yeah. Your person of interest, I'm just asking. I'm not accusing. <laughs> but, but where were you? Yeah. Good to see you, Kurt. Enjoy your weekend. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You know, I got to say, I got my jokes off at the appropriate time uh, with Draymond Green, and I was able to steer the conversation exactly where I wanted, where I wanted it to go because I was talking to myself. But I'm a fair man. I'm a fair man. And I said, you know, who would, who would really try to cape up for Draymond on a day like today where his own team leaked the video of the practice fight? The, the eight... It's coming from inside the house. <laughs> Where's the criminal inside the house? It's an inside call. Anyway, uh, let's talk to Natalie Karen J. Phillips. I love it. Uh, so Natalie, I know you love the Warriors. Love, love, love the Warriors. What did you think of Draymond slugging his teammate Jordan Poole in that video coming out? What was your take on it? Yeah, I do love the Warriors, um, and I love Dre, but I'm not here to defend his actions or cape for him in any way. Like, he was wrong even before I saw the video, um, you know, and I, I, I thought the reaction a lot of people were having, like, oh, this happens between teammates. I'm like, we got to stop normalizing these kinds of things. Like, yes, it does, but it probably shouldn't. <laughs> so, you know, we got to talk about why that's happening. But then when you see the video, it's awful. Um what was really bothering me was kind of the what was going on in the media where it felt like they were like Jordan Poole's character was being called into question. And I was wondering where that was coming from. And so I have some theories, but yeah, I mean, I just don't like how any of this is playing out. They just came from the Japan games and it was like, woo, the Warriors are kumbaya going into next season. And it's like, everything is just ex exploded. And the video just makes it so much worse, you know, like, Dre's gonna have a lot of um, relationship work to do. Yeah, Karen, the pride of Saginaw, Michigan. What's up? Yes, I, I have on Saginaw, Michigan, Vargas Taco Rig here just to represent um, for the home team. There is something, and listen, I am here for the jokes. Number one, um, because the jokes have been hilarious today on social media. But there is something about this entire situation no matter where you sit on whose side you are or how you feel about this, that no one seems to be talking about. 
And here's the point I'm going to bring up so we can discuss this. Watch the video and then rewatch it again. And as you're watching it a second or a third time, pay attention to all the teammates on the floor and pay attention to how nobody moved. Nobody reacted like this was strange. Nobody reacted like this was out of order. No one reacted and ran up to Jordan Poole's defense. Even after the hit, after people tried to break it up, James Wiseman was standing there. Steph Curry was standing there. Klay Thompson was standing there. Andrew Iguodala was standing there. I did not see Steve Kerr in the frame. So that lets me know that either this is typical and this is the first time the public has seen it, or hmm. somebody had it coming and they were not surprised that this was coming. Because if we, listen, we can point fingers. That's, that, listen, we can disagree about this. But look at the video. Since we have video now, because when a tweet came out that this happened, I was like, oh, I already know what happened. So when I saw the video this morning, I was like, this is exactly what I knew happened when a tweet came out. I, really? I, I know so how Natalie, this what do you goes think about down. That, though? Yes. Natalie, you, you were saying yeah, I something. Mean, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. I shouldn't have interrupted. Um, no, no. I wanted you to. I wanted you to jump in there. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I watched the video a couple of times. I didn't like watch it as closely, so I will um, to to look at it again now that Karen, right? Am I saying that correctly? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, pointed out what he saw, but I saw a number of people rush over. So I guess I didn't like. I didn't distinguish between like, oh, it's team, it's staff, it's player. Like, I mean, there were enough people over there. I don't know how many people have to run over, but you saw Andre Iguodala's initial reaction the minute that it was suggested that there was anything wrong with Jordan Poole's character. Like he jumped on it. Um, and then if you heard like Steph's comments and like when he spoke about the situation, there's no part of me that thinks this is like, oh, he had it coming. Um, so I, I, don't, I wouldn't read too much into that, but that's just my opinion. Part of the reason I'm wearing a in Steph we trust shirt is because if any, any leader can navigate the situation, it's going to be Steph and Kari. But yeah, no, I think, I don't think it's, I don't know. I just, I, I don't see it from that angle. But we well, have documented, wait, 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 wait. We have documented history and you can find it on Twitter of Draymond on his show. Cause like you asked a great question, Mike, like Draymond's got to get on the podcast and talk about this. Since you want to be the new media, you can't cherry pick what you want to discuss in this so-called new media. So we're going to need the story at some point on this podcast, but there's an old podcast you can find on Twitter of Draymond Green talking about when he knew Jordan Poole would make it in this league because he was yapping at teammates and getting under their skin. And he was like, yeah, the rest of the teammates were looking at me like, hey, Draymond, go talk to him and calm this down. And he was like, no, he'll be all right. He can do this. Because let's not forget, this dude was in the G League in 2021. So if all you people think about, oh, they're going to pick Jordan Poole, a guy who was in the G League over a four-time champion, oh. you're crazy and oh. out your mind. But oh, we've already, but we, have, but we have, but we have documents. This is crazy. That's too much Saginaw. <laughs> it, it, it's Saginaw. It is. If Saginaw is common sense that you're going to pick a four-time champion, a two-time gold medal winner. On the decline. Is going to be, who is correct, but who is going to be. Got benched during uh, the finals. Can I finish? Can I finish? I go think go the Warriors action. <laughs> Go ahead, because there's like, go ahead. Go ahead. If, if you want to pick Jordan Poole over this in this moment for a dude that was good and hot for one season at most, but not all of it. Listen, the Warriors have a window. 
they can try to win more championships now with this core three and four that they have because Iggy is back, or they can try to go young too early. And if you think uh, Kaminga, Poole, Wiseman is the future, and I'm asking the Warriors fan, if you think that is the core future, good luck with that. I would rather try to win now with this core and trust me, I feel like this is going to be over in a couple of days because I remember a couple of months ago when we were talking about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, and that was supposed to be the game of the year, and they play tomorrow, and nobody's talking about it. By next That's week, when the suspension, when the suspension comes out next week, we won't be talking about this anymore. Let me ask you both, though. Let me ask you both. Let me ask you both. Seriously, straight up. Do, do, the, do the Warriors win a championship last year without Draymond Green? Karen, no. do they win without Draymond? They don't. They don't win without Jordan Poole either. Like Draymond Green, first of all, I think was not they do good. Win I, I don't Draymond. understand your facial expressions. I think they would have like, won Draymond, Yeah, Draymond was good in the Denver series, and then he was not Draymond for like two of the 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 series they played, and then didn't really come alive in the Boston series to the end. So I really am so not understanding six? your facial. And so your, your facial expressions, I'm not understanding them. But I also don't think that this is a choice between the two. They're both important to the team. But, like, I'm not here to disparage Draymond. But I think the team's reaction is telling you who they're choosing in this moment. Draymond is the one facing disciplinary action. You have Steph. Kerr, Andre Iguodala, everyone coming out and defending Jordan Poole's character, they're telling you who was wrong in this situation. And he's wrong. Like, and I do think it's going to be an all day, like an all season thing because we still hear about the KD and him and KD getting into it. Like, and that was when KD was in Brooklyn. Like, this is going to be an underlying story now for the entire season because anytime any little thing happens, the media is going to bring it up. It's, It's a very annoying thing to have to deal with. We hear about Katie and Draymond because Katie and Draymond keep talking about it. They just did yeah. a whole podcast about this last year. Katie and Draymond won't let this go. And in terms of, okay. so, well, I got a question. So you all don't think Jordan Poole is going to going to face any type of suspension or fine for starting no. this? For what? No. What did he start? Okay. Like they okay. talked. They talk to each other like they talk ish to each other. And it's actually well documented that Jordan Poole does this. So Dre saying Dre saying that on his podcast is nothing new because everyone knows this. Like Damon Lillard was talking about how Jordan Poole was chirping at him when he was like, no one knew who he was. So this is who he is. And so it's to me kind of shocking that someone like Dre, who talks the utmost trash, is going to get like offended by something that Poole said. So I don't know if we're going to know what he said, but yeah, he pushed Dre out his face. Like you get in my face, I'm going to push you out. Like there's this idea that because Draymond is who he is, he's allowed to go at everybody. And Poole has made that very clear, even as a young player, that he's not going to tolerate that. You know, and I think that's mm. what this is about. And Draymond does not like that because like Clay and Steph, they're just going to be like, yeah, whatever, you know, but like Jordan is not like that. He's going to go right back and clap back at Dre. And that's all well, that is. Final words to you, <laughs> It's an ego it, thing. Kyra, final, hey, a final word. Hey, hey, take, take us home, Kyra. You got the final word on this. Run up, get done up. Oh, <laughs> that's your final word. Yeah. That's going to be your final word. So you go in there. that man. He pushed that man. He got he in his face. He got in his face. That was a sucker punch. Karin, that was a sucker punch. He put that his hands down. A sucker punch is when you he, don't see it coming. 
Well, he probably didn't see it coming. Like, look. Oh, he saw it coming. He just wasn't prepared. There's a difference between not being prepared and not seeing it. He saw it. He wasn't prepared. Yeah, hey, he wasn't you prepared. He didn't well, you see who was here to you defend you, Ray. You, it wasn't you, me. You can't, you can't <laughs> walk into a lion's den and expect it to be a petting zoo. And that's what happened. Okay, well. You push somebody, and that. then you are shocked that retaliation happens. Now, if he never pushed them, I'm all on your side. But he pushed them. Okay, it well, I, I will say this, uh, Karin. I'm glad you're represent, representing Saginaw, Michigan. Draymond <laughs> keeps this up. He'll be playing in Detroit. Michigan, he'll be out of there because they ain't gonna put up with that. His skills don't match it. His skills don't match the antics anymore. They used to kind of falling off a little bit. Y'all said this about the LeBron situation. Y'all said this when he slapped the football player at Michigan State in 2016. Y'all said that when that pick dropped in 2016, which is why he rode the bench in the Olympics. We have said this about him forever. When he was a tweener coming out of Michigan State in the draft and nobody knew where to put him, we have said things and there have been obstacles in front of this man his entire career and he is still here. He is not going anywhere. He would be in a Warriors uniform all year. He's going to get an extension. Book it. And neither okay, is Jordan Poole, it. but they're focused on him first. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Car and Natalie. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing some Bring us some uh, context and layering to this story. Appreciate y'all. What's up, family? This is my favorite time of the week where I get to make bets with your money. Here's the good news for you, though. Good news for you. I made you a little money this year. My record is 10 and 5, so let's put these games up. Let's see what we got for the Sunday and Monday NFL slates. I got to tell you, I'll start with this one. Start with Steelers and Bills. And it just blows my mind that the Steelers are getting 14 points. I know it's at Buffalo. I know it's Kenny Pickett's first start, but Kenny Pickett should have been the starting quarterback for the Steelers all season long anyway. Give me the Steelers and the points. Thank you very much. Uh, I need I need some new stuff. I need a new TV and a new couch. Uh, put some heavy money on that one. Jets versus Dolphins. The Jets are at the crib and they're underdogs. I like the Jets in this game too against Miami. Miami will not have Tua Tonga Vailoa. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I don't know about that. Cowboys getting five and a half at the Rams. Give me the boys again undefeated with Cooper Rush. Falcons getting too many points at the Buccaneers. Give me the Falcons in nine and a half. And finally, the class of the AFC West, the Chiefs, they will beat the Raiders. They'll probably beat the Raiders by 20 points. My bets, your money, spend some money, enjoy your weekend. Good to see you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.